0: Well, good morning everyone, and welcome to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. This is your host, Felicia DeRozier, my lovely co-host. They look so bright, and cheerful, and bushy-tailed today? It's so early. It's so early. We're a homeschool family, and they're like, 9 a.m. So this is my daughter. Hi. What's your name? Oh, yeah, my name's Mariah. (laughs) That's Mariah Broom. She's my daughter. I love her. She might be half asleep this morning. I didn't even
1: get my second breakfast this morning. No
0: second breakfast? Are you a hobbit now? Okay. (laughs) And this is my son?
1: Cross is also half
0: asleep. Cross is also half asleep. We are joined today by our marvelous guest, and that is Mary Jane Eichholz. Welcome, Yay! Mary Jane. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: I've been up since uh, 6 o'clock this morning, so. <laughs> that is an
0: unholy hour. <laughs> so she's laughing at all of us because. Like, we're all sitting around here with bedhead. Actually, I have an appointment after this, so I don't quite have bedhead, but pajamas are still in order. So um, Wait,
1: there's a pajama party. Wait, well, it's a pajama
0: party. There's a 6 a.m.? There is a 6 a.m. I'll wake you up sometime so you can experience it.
1: No. Fall <laughs> well, right back.
0: So, guys, right now we're going to head to commercial break. You know how this works. We want to do the commercial break before we get into everything. We'll tell you more about Mary Jane and about our Bible verse when we get back in about three minutes. Thanks, guys. We all know that times are tough and things are really expensive right now, so why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through marty.com marty.com offers high quality products at discount prices why well sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes it's still great quality food but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it and leave that to.
3: hey everyone proof here again i want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. So I want to introduce you to my friends over at groundwithagarden.com and you can get yourself hooked up with a vertical garden that you can grow inside or outside of your house. So if you have a back patio or you don't have room outside, you can grow in either way. And I have a bunch of stuff growing on mine. I have pictures to share. I love this thing. This is the best garden and most successful that I've ever had for gardening for my own self. So let me give you the website again, groundwithagarden.com. That's groundwithagarden.com. Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop.
0: All right, guys, and welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. I'm your host, Felicia DeRozier, co-host, my daughter, Maria. Mariah, and my son, half a asleep cross. Half asleep cross. You know, that half means I'm a cool one
1: today. Because no, you half not. asleep,
0: <laughs> He can't focus. You, all right? Oh, you're too weak.
1: Half <laughs> asleep, I
0: could still beat you. Yeah, in a pool you... contest. Wow, wow, shots are fired. Okay, it's just, it's too small of a bed for you guys to be doing this. So once a week, our bedroom becomes a radio station, and uh, we hold Bible study here because why wouldn't you? Um, today we are joined by special guest Mary Jane Eicholt. Um, she is an amazing lady. I know her through church, but let me tell you a little bit about her. She's been married to her husband for twenty-three years, who she met at our church twenty-five years ago. She's been called mom by seven children, which is super awesome. That's the best number ever. This is the number of completeness in the Bible. Um are at home. Kimberly, who's seventeen and so, so sweet. And my other daughter, I don't know if you'll ever hear her sweet little voice, because she's shy but her, her bestie. And then Sam, who's 16, uh, she has two grandsons, and the third is due any day. We'll be praying for that. Uh, she's worked with her brother yes, for 25 years. helping. this morning. woo yes. <laughs> So we need a little extra <laughs> prayer as well, don't we? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, she's everything from picking up dry cleaning, managing multi-million dollar transactions. She loves to quilt. This lady's a quilter. I don't know how anybody has that kind of patience, like, to be honest. No. Y- y'all amaze me, think. Um, she owns a long arm, <laughs> and uh, she only thought she'd be here in Vegas briefly, but she's ended up living at her home for a long time. I want to tell you a little bit about what she does in ministry because she's a busy lady, okay, but on top of that, she has plenty of time to serve God. Um, she's worked on the Women's Council at our church for over 10 years, with Ignite Life, which is a local ministry for uh women's women's ministry. It's like a external um multi church ministry. She's been on their council for five years. And she's not oh, on the council. Just it, serving, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just serving. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Um, and serving, her philosophy yeah,
0: yeah. on yeah. serving is is being where she's needed and just doing it with love and unto the Lord, which is awesome. Thank you so much for taking time, and she's she's really taking time on her very busy day to join us, but we're so glad that you're here. It's a crazy day. <laughs> Thank you. It's a crazy day. She's on her way into work, but she's here for Bible study, which is amazing. Um, does anybody want to pray for us before we get started?
4: I prayed last time. Raya, you prayed.
0: Oh, Raya's turn. Let's go. <clears throat>
4: Lord Jesus, thank you so much for everyone that is tuning in today and for those who um, are not able to tune in right now. We pray that um, they just get blessed to hear the recording. Thank you so much for Mary Jane sitting aside time to be with us and to share her wisdom and your word. Help us to not get in the way of what you want to say today, Lord. Let it be your words and, and your words alone. Protect our brothers and sisters in front, behind, and to the side of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Well, let's pray for that doctor's appointment uh, so yes. that everything goes well. Let it be a healthy baby and that nothing goes wrong, please. And put your hand on that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Fantastic. Well, let's. Um, we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, Mary Jane, I know you have the notes, so if you find any place that you just want to augment and add to, we want you to add to this sort of thing. But let's read Scripture first. Uh, Today, we're going to be in Romans 5, 1 through 5. So if you have your Bible out, feel free to follow along. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith unto this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured onto our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That was Romans 5, 1 through 5. Um, this has always been a mouthful of a scripture for me. So this was actually a really, really hard lesson for me to go through and write. Um, but I think that I got some clarity on it, uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to share it. Romans, you Romans. We're roaming through Romans were Romans. <laughs> we're making some progress now. Like it felt like we would never get anywhere that first like four episodes where we were all the first chapter. <laughs> um, so uh we can be assured that being at peace with God has benefits and that makes the hardships in this world more meaningful. Um, I think that we kind of feel like we play hide and seek with God, uh, when we're unsure of his character. Um I it, it, it's one of those things where if we feel like he is this mean and foreboding uh, disciplinarian type of a God, uh, we want to hide our mistakes and hide our shortcomings from him. Um, but but God's not like that at all. God is that loving, kind father that we can run to who wants to help us through things. Um, and now we have acquired peace. With God through Jesus, so let's figure out what we can experience now that we have peace. Um, it's it said over and over again that we get saved, and, and people just tend to promise us that now life is going to change, or just be different, or just be better. <laughs> have you ever I remember I literally heard when I got saved, now your life is going to be so much better, and it like super wasn't. It was like worse. So <laughs> I, I was in a non-Christian household where me becoming a Christian actually caused some conflicts between my father and I. Um, and so it didn't get better immediately. Like, it did it. But I didn't walk through things alone. Um, so we walk out renewed, but we walk into the same world where we were before we got saved. And those same problems and the same pain. Life continues to be hard. And sometimes our newly found faith can add to the challenges where we were already feeling when we were already facing new convictions and naysayers and, and just the, the trauma that goes along with the world. Uh, we can come become disillusioned with the Christian life very quickly. Um, so the stars in life do not supernaturally so calm down. So what is it that we can actually expect this newfound peace with God to bring? Um, do you guys have anything to add yet there or anything? No. Okay. Um, Mary Jane, did you have anything you wanted to pop in?
2: No, I just, uh, you know, I just thinking about that that newfound peace, which which stays with you. Uh, going through some trials right now myself, and it's like I'm just amazed at the peace I have, walking through it right mm-hmm. now. And
0: just because I know God's character, right. like you were saying,
2: I know right. I know who He is.
0: Right, right, right. A lot of times it can right, feel right. like you're like free falling through the world, right? Um, Right. There's, there's all this challenge and trauma, and, and and you don't feel like you have an anchor. Suddenly, you know that God is present and he's with you, and it, it makes it a little less scary. Um, right. So let's talk about what peace with God really is, okay? Um, we've established that before salvation, we stand as rebels against God's kingdom. Um, much of our existence on this earth has revolved around our feelings, our perceptions in life, and to be honest, the real fact that we were making ourselves objects of God's wrath was probably news to us. We probably just thought we were doing our own thing. Um, and so uh, it, it's hard for us to perceive that strain in the relationship that we're choosing to ignore. Um, so the peace, what is this peace with God talking about? Salvation brought through the completed work at Calvary justifies our sin, past, present, and future to God. So I may not have felt that strain in the relationship, but God did, right? I was just ignoring the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine if, if you have a friend, for example, okay, um, and you're mad at them, okay, and you just basically put them on ignore. You cut them out of all your photos. The kids don't do that anymore. They edit them out of the photos. But remember, Mary Jane, when you and I were young, we'd have to cut them out of photos, right? Cut um. them out, rip them out,
2: <laughs> Yeah draw mustaches right. on your
0: faces, yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then and then we just put them on ignore and then we don't feel that strain anymore, right? But we can't right. actually get ourselves in a relationship with God. He's not ignoring us and he's so frustrated with the way that we're living. So, maybe we weren't feeling that strain, but God totally was feeling that strain. Um so I may not have uh, perceived that guilt, um, but the day was coming when God's righteous judgment was coming for me, and now I don't need to fear that day because Jesus bore the eternal consequence of my sin, but not the earthly one. Um, in other words, like, I'm divorced, okay? Um, I, I ended up making some really bad decisions and subsequent bad decisions, okay? I still have to bear the consequences on earth of what my decisions were at those at that point. And every bad decision I make today, including a white lie or uh, rolling out of bed too late, hint, hint. Just kidding. I'm just teasing you guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I got a couple of looks right now. We were too tired to even see the bus. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so now we have the righteousness of Christ and God's blessing, but we still live in this fallen world and in the enemy's territory. As a result. Walking out of faith in the throes of sickness and pain and heartache and trials. Um, John sixteen thirty three even says so much right out of the mouth of Jesus. I have said these things that she, to you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I think we expect for the world's condition to magically change because we're at peace with God. But it doesn't we were brought up in this basically enemy territory until we go home this is where we are and so the attacks of the enemy are still the same the results of sin are still the same pain sickness sorrow tribulation and trial and sometimes it can even become worse because of the fact that you know where we now belong to Jesus right um, right so here we are trying to thrive in Satan's playground before we joined God's team the world was even a little bit friendlier but now things are different we do peop- we do people a disservice when we represent the gospel. It's making the difficulties in life easier. Um, here Paul is telling us what we can actually expect in this new and peaceful, righteous relationship with God. And the first thing is grace. Okay? Grace is really important because I'm going to make all sorts of mistakes. Like, I'm still in my sinful flesh. My mind is in the process of being renewed, and I have a mind of Christ, but There's this inner struggle between me and the mind of Christ, right? And so in the meantime, I'm still going to mess up, right? But God loves us. He forgives us. He helps teach us through those things instead of, you know, getting frustrated with us. Um, I'm going to pause for a minute because I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to say stuff if they have uh, insights to share. How about you, Mary Jane? You got anything?
2: No, I was just going to say that that concept of grace is one that has served me well as a parent also because understanding what God has done through me, through for me, through his son, and, and just being able to extend that grace to my kids at times when they have totally messed up makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, I think having children really helps you understand God's love, what he did, and why he did it. That's,
0: you know. Yeah, I thoroughly agree. Um, now, of course, I have children here, and they don't necessarily understand that because they're still the ones receiving grace, right? Um, how do you right. think that it goes for you guys living under my household, for example, um, when I would get just really mad and maybe I'm feeling my anger and I'm yelling at you or whatever versus when I'm extending grace to you?
4: The grace is more effective, honestly. We we tell our friends all the time, it's it's not when you yell when you're scary, it's when you're... Talking to us quietly, then <laughs> um, you're under control. I'm not justified by you being angry at me anymore. You're right. coming to me calmly and rationally, which shows just how much in the wrong I am. And then we, if, if you're if you're yelling at us, we uh, like I said, we're justified. Oh well, it wasn't that bad. She's just losing her cool. It's her in the wrong. So if you're coming to us being like, hey you know this was wrong,
0: and A, B, and C were like, we're so
5: sorry, we're sinners, we're sorry.
0: (laughs) They're both sitting here laughing. I'm not much of a yeller, am I?
5: No.
0: Because it doesn't work. Uh, Also, uh, earlier
1: on one of the other radio shows, mom was (laughs) like, so if you do something wrong, do you want me to be just or uh, graceful to you? I'm like, well, graceful. And she says, but if your sister does something wrong to you, do you want, to, do you want me to be just or graceful? I said
0: just. Right, because mm-hmm. that's, that's really the way that we are. We've been seeking this grace all this time. Like, we didn't understand we were violating God's, God's law. But once we understand there's a God, and he has a law, and he has a way of doing things, and we understand we're in violation of it, that's a very scary thing, Right. And we want graciousness for us, right? But then of course we do want justice for everything that's done wrong against us, right? That's why we're supposed to forgive those who do wrong to us. Man, it's a hard teaching, right? Yeah. Um so, so go ahead. Go Me? ahead, Mary Jane. Oh, yeah. no, I
2: just I was just thinking, you know, the verse that I was called Pastor Greg's favorite verse, the "Press down, shaken, double measure." You know, that that's what we're supposed – that's what we get from God, and that's what we're supposed
0: to pour out onto others. Right, right, right. A full measure. Do you have that verse handy? She says, no, I don't, but I can get it handy. (laughs) A full measure, pressed down, shaken together. There was all sorts of wonderfulness to that verse. Yeah,
2: yeah. I always call it Pastor Greg's verse because he had said it more times from the pulpit than probably any other – um scripture.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm driving which have it it would make you, um, it, it so would make you think we have it memorized. <laughs> That's okay, we've got it. Uh it's book six thirty eight. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Yes. So we definitely want to give and give and give Yes, yes. That's New Living Translations. I, that's not uh, – I think he usually gave it an NIV. So if it seems unfamiliar, that's why we were reading it off of Mariah's phone. So, um, nope, yeah, so in me. my heart, like, I I want to do all these good things, right, things that honor God. Right. But more often than not, I mess with what I said. What's crazy to me is when I think about it, like, even when I'm trying to do good things, like, at least 50% of the time, it's still jacked up by my own attitude and by, like – you know, the way that I'm doing stuff anyway, you know, like I can even want to do something good and it still end up being some somewhat sinful, you know,
5: (laughs) like, come on, it's all motivations,
2: right? It's motivations. What's your motive? And and you can be doing the best thing for the wrong motive, and it's going to backfire on you.
0: Right, right, right. And and like, I, I feel like a lot of times, even if there's just this slightest moment of like self satisfaction out of it. I'm like, Oh Lord, I have to repent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I was trying to do good uh-huh. man, but like there it went again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I find that all the time. Um, so, you know, I know that the wages of sin is death and I know that in true justice, that's what I deserve. Even after I'm saved, my flesh is a force to be reckoned with and God's grace is there As I learn to walk out my faith, he guides me, restores me, and disciplines me as I grow. Second thing, so the first thing that we got out of this peace with God was grace, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can learn and grow. The second thing was true peace, okay? We don't have to lie. We don't have to misrepresent. We can be honest before God. Uh, We may remember in times in our lives when there was a relative amount of calm. That was always just temporary. And eternal peace comes when we walk with God. He can calm the storm of life, but more often he calms me while I walk through the storm. Um, so let's check out Psalms 23, which, like, this is, like, the most famous verse in the Bible other than John 3:15, right. I think. But I still have it memorized, so we're yep. looking it up, right? Um, the Lord is my yep. shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That's the verse of the day in the U version of No way, really? Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume, timing. so we're reading this off Mariah's phone. I'm going to assume you did some study in this because, like, literally every verse in that is highlighted, right? So do you have some insight to share about that at all? Just um. <laughs> so give me this look like, don't put me on the spot like that. Ah!
4: all like highlighted in different periods of my life. So it's like, it, it's, I like how it's sectioned in the verses because it's, it's, I don't know how to explain that. Um, <laughs> the, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. He's the one that takes care of me. No one else is able to protect me or reassure me the way that he does. Um, Where he leads me in Green Meadows and Peaceful Streams, he provides me with all of the needs. Right. Um, And it's peaceful. It's not like a roller coaster, playground, merry-go-round thing. It's I am nourished. I am renewed. I'm refreshed.
0: He's not leading us into trials and tribulations and pain and sorrow, right? Right. That's pretty awesome, too. Um, He renews my strength
4: when I'm going through those trials and guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. It's not me that's doing it. It's him. Right. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, or some people know as the shadow of death, Mm -hmm. I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So when I'm going through those things, I know I have the reassurance or the peace that he is there and he's doing what I can't. Um, My
0: favorite part, can I just interrupt for a second, is the rod and the staff. Because I didn't understand that for a long time because I don't understand much about shepherding because I'm not a shepherd now. I don't live someplace where there's shepherds, right? Um, but apparently, so the rod and the staff have different uses. And I've heard a lot of people um, use this part out of context where they'll say that a shepherd would break the leg of a lamb if it was getting in, into mischief. And I'm thinking what? to myself, yeah, like with the staff that he uses it to discipline us. And I was like, what shepherd in his right mind wants to carry a, a sheep around his neck because he broke the sheep's leg? Like, that's just stupid, right? Okay. So, oh, sorry if anybody okay. Anyway, um, Anyway, <laughs> I'm
1: good. stepping on the toe here. Okay. So the, name,
0: so the staff was to ward off intruders. It is to protect the sheep, and then, or the, I'm sorry, the rock. Um, So they're they're using that to make sure, like, you know, nothing's gonna attack. The the rock or the staff, that's the book, is what's used to rescue the sheep off of a cliffside or something like that. So it's all about protecting and rescuing and nurturing the sheep.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: In other words, we're going to continue to walk through some craziness, but we're not going to walk alone, okay? I have a question. Oh, okay.
1: Did they actually have to carve the hook in the staff, or did they just have to find a stick that had a hook in it?
0: That I would think they're carving it, but I don't really know. I don't want to say for sure and then be totally wrong.
4: Let's look that up
0: after the show, okay?
4: All my right. favorite is the last two. Tara feast for me in the presence of my enemy. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, my cup overflows with blessing. It's kind of like the na 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 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a kick out of that. He likes to brag about me and um, kind of I like.
0: brag about you. I brag and, about you, too. I know.
4: But it, it's kind of nice. <laughs> and then surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. and I will live
0: in the house of the Lord. Forever, forever and ever and ever. I'm gonna pop through. I've got two more points, but we've got we're running out of time, so I'm gonna pop through real quick. Is that okay? So, um, yes. Point number two was we have true peace. Point number one was we have grace. Point number three we have tested and true faith. Each test or trial that we go through here strips away the illusion of safety on earth. It presses us to keep our eyes and hope locked firmly on God, the author and finisher of our faith. We cannot trust in our health, wealth, influence, fame, or our own strength. God remains when our faith is tested in the crucible of life, and every every single impure thing is laid to waste. And finally, number four, you have joy in suffering, which sounds crazy. Like, anybody here want to suffer? Mm-hmm. No. We don't want to suffer, right?
1: <laughs> I'd like to skip that part. Uncomfortable.
0: It is uncomfortable. And early Christians knew a thing or two about suffering. They were under the heavy-handed authority of Rome, and they were being persecuted and driven out of their homes into the vastness of the Roman Empire. Our problems don't go away when we make Jesus our Lord. But Romans 8:28 says, And we know that all things God works for the good of those who, who love him or are called according to his purpose. I'm really glad I actually put this verse in the teaching because it's been a couple of weeks since I wrote it. Um, and I, I wasn't sure if I had put it in. <laughs> but I was like, this is like the perfect verse to talk about because God doesn't cost all things, but he doesn't waste opportunities. When we have a struggle or a trial before us, when the effects of sin are haunting us, when life is getting the best of us, he goes, it's all right. It's not going to go to waste. And he, and he finds a way to build in us something better because of it. I think I think about when I go back in time and relive parts of my life where I made big mistakes. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, while that might be comfortable and nice, the truth of the matter is, like, that's where God really built in my character. So, no, I really couldn't. You know what I mean? I need those parts in order for me. Could you imagine me being... You know, I'm 46 now, right, with a character I had when I was 22. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I needed all that. You know what I mean? I've got something to share here. Yes yep. Lewis actually kind of has something
4: similar to that. Okay. She says, I'm going to read it fast. Imagine <laughs> yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably so and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? To explain that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. <laughs> you thought you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace he intends to come and live in himself. Uh-huh. Aha, so, nice. And so when you're talking about rebuilding your character, it a kingdom character, not just the goody two-shoes character. Right. And kingdom characters come with co-heir responsibilities. Right. And, and mm.
0: we become the temple of the world, you know, and so it needs to be a dwelling place where he can dwell comfortably.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. And who wants to go to a house that's full of chaos and um, dirtiness? He wants Don't we in
0: that? I was about to say, I thought that's what we call home.
1: I'm talking about Jesus, y'all. Oh, okay, okay. He wants to a peaceful home.
5: All right. I'm sure he right. does.
1: <laughs> uh also something, uh, when you said that they would drive him out of their homes. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> well Biden isn't very likely to no come no, no, to no our political talks.
0: We don't do political talk. But, no, oh it's not political Oh, okay. You're talking about if the president came to our house. If the president exactly. came to
1: our house he's very unlikely to drive a, to kick us halfway to Idaho, he's also very unlikely to raid our homes. But he's just saying that in this modern day, we'll probably face
0: trial in there. Okay, so we should be prepared for things to happen that are unexpected, like a presidential visit. Oh, I think I need to clean my house. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's not ready for a presidential visit for sure. Um, so we can have a greater purpose, and it grows us, it teaches us, it deepens our faith, and it advances the kingdom. Um, endurance in this verse, the ability to stand firm. Um, character, this is an interesting word because I always think of it just making us, um, you know, nicer and kinder. But the word actually is true for refine. Um, so it's not just that we're getting a better character, but we're actually getting one that's more like Jesus. Um, And Mm -hmm. hope is not that wish on a star type of a feeling that we get, you know, like, you know, Disney when you wish upon a star. That's not what hope is here. Um, Hope is the assurance of what has yet to come. It's certainty. Um, I always say that hope does not bring us shame, um, but it doesn't shame us or frustrate us because we have evidence that our hope is based in something real. And that evidence is the Holy Spirit within us. Um, the love of God through the Holy Spirit is the proof that we aren't hoping in vain. And as we live this truth, our grip on the world grows weaker and our desire for eternal life and to see God's face grows stronger day by day. And now, I'm all done and I can shut up for a little bit and we can go to commercial break. Does that work for everybody real <laughs> quick? And when we come back, we're going to hear all about Mary Jane's story. And she's going to tell us about uh, some of the lessons that she's learned in her life and how God has used tough situations to make glorious awesome things happen okay so we will be back soon here we go to cut the commercial
6: did you know that every time you swipe your debit card those behind the scenes transaction fees make the big banks even richer in 2016 alone these fees added up to 60 billion dollars yes that's billion with a b Well, what if there was a way to have the convenience of a debit card, but reroute those fees from the banksters to organizations actually doing good in the world? Organizations that protect the environment or feed hungry children? What if your swipes could literally change the world? Well, Groundswell SPC has found a way to do just that. We've designed a Visa debit card program that shares transaction fees with your favorite cause. Groundswell partners with nonprofit organizations that promote the card to their supporters. Their supporters then use the card to power the mission of the nonprofit. It's a win-win-win for everyone, except the big banks, of course. Groundswell is about to launch its first cards into market, and we're inviting you to be part of this movement as an investor in the company. Go to wefunder.com backslash Groundswell card to learn more. Set up a free WeFunder account and invest in Groundswell today and get your money on mission.
7: Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself.
3: The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided.
0: We all know that times are tough, and things are really expensive right now, so why not save a little bit of your wallet, as well as the landfill? marty.com carries high quality products at low low prices sometimes up to 70 percent off of retail i just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through marty.com marty.com offers high quality products at discount prices why well sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes it's still great quality food but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it and leave that to marty.com now if you want to save a little extra today you can get twenty dollars off your first order by going to our facebook group for dynamic word bible studies and picking up a discount code there so, check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So, check out Marty.com. And welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. I'm your host, Felicia Drozier, my illustrious co-host, my daughter. my son, super tired cross Super tired cross, and our amazing guest today, Mary Jane Eultt, who we adore. She's had so much wonderful stuff to share. But now I'm so excited to hear a little bit about her testimony. Um, you guys, we were even talking over the break, Got. So many wonderful stories to share, um, but I just wanted to do what, like, go the way that the Holy Spirit's leading her. So, um, Mary,
4: story time, kids, it's story
0: time. (laughs) So, uh, Mary, we're talking obviously about growing us, (laughs) growing us through um, challenges. We're talking about God growing us through challenges, and um, your testimony is just so powerful. Like, do do you want to share with us at any time where um you faced a challenge and God has just walked you through it? Well, um I think we talked a little bit about um you know, when I when I
2: married my husband, he was older and he had he had teenage boys, uh, who I claim is my own. They are amazing young men. And um and but and he was done <laughs> and I was not. And so we went through this uh struggle of what do we do? And we decided that we were going to try to adopt. He deci- he wanted um, an older child, uh, and I wanted under five. So in that process, we, we actually got uh, privately, not through any organization or anything, a little girl in our home, and um, we had her for a year. And uh, at the end of that year, uh, her grandparents, uh suddenly and um quite quite suddenly took her away from us and it was probably i i have never experienced a day that we lost her like any other day that is to this day the hardest day of my life and um that young girl is 20, 20 years old now and um but uh in that process um God, uh, my we decided that we were, well we had a lot of people come alongside us and said move forward so we did, and uh, we also had a lot the people that that took her from us also went to our church, and um, we had people come to us and say you need to ask the pastor, and um, to have tell them they can't come here anymore and my husband was like no you know we're not going to be responsible for somebody, not being in church and not, not doing that. And and it worked out. It, it managed its way through. And, um, but in that process, we ended up with in, uh, we lost her in November of 2004 and our adoption, uh, our adopted daughter, we got on June 10th, <laughs> the following year. And, and then our son, wow. we were pregnant. At, we got pregnant at the same time um, that the, that mm-hmm. we were, uh, working through the adoption, and at 42 years old, I had um, my first child, my only biological child, and in um, that following January. So, and we refer to our children as our double portion. Uh, God blessed us yes. uh, immensely, and, and you know, and and in that process, and I and I think we talked about this earlier about motivations, you know, and and doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or or whatever, and there there came a point in our home where we knew the, the 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 family that um was asking us to adopt this child wanted us to do some certain things um that we knew were not in the best interest of the child and were not in it would, would totally destroy the sanctity of our of our family and um I always I always I know it's second Samuel fifteen um and it says uh Sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice, and that was uh, mm-hmm. a, a verse that came to me many, many times. And we and we knew we knew that the stand we were taking was going to create loss. We we knew that that we were risking losing this child, uh, and and like I said, losing her. There's nothing that's ever compared to that. So it wasn't a light decision, but we knew that that to, under the circumstances. Wanting what they want, we had we had to risk it, and we had to take our stand. And our stand ended up us losing this little girl. And um, mm-hmm. and three times, in three different situations, in the following month, I was in a service somewhere where that verse was repeated back to me, not not to me, but I was in the room as you know, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And uh, you know, we know mm-hmm. that this is a Samuel's talking. I think it's to Saul. You know, you, you got to do what God says. You got to do this. You can't, you know, do right. the bad things and then give them all the treasure. That's not what he wants. He wants you to be obedient. And um, and through that, you know, and then we ended up with our with our double portion through all of that. Um, yeah. Moving forward, you know, um, my my adopted daughter. Uh, we didn't know. We started seeing things around three that realized that they're. Um, she wasn't like other kids, <laughs> and um, and yeah, found special. out through, through, through the she's 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 amazing, and but you know that she's mm-hmm. got what I like to refer to as alphabet soup. We are nowhere near done, um, mm-hmm. figuring out all the things that she has going with us, you know, and uh, on her and um, and I know I mean and I tell and and I know this and people tell me this and they don't have to tell me because I know God chose us to take this little girl because I've been able to advocate for her over, you know, she's 17, but she's still my little girl (laughs) over and over and over again. You know, and there have been times that I've been angry, you know, that um, angry at the bio parents for um, some of the things that they visited upon this child. But, um, you know, I let it go. I, I, you know, and it's also as a, as a christian as a as a, a life affirming christian you know and i and I realize you know when I say I believe in the sanctity of life and that means for all life and I'm so thankful for my child and I tell her all the time we talk about how amazing her birth mom um is because her mom first her mom birth mom chose life for her and then her birth mom chose a better life for her through adoption and um so thankful for that, but I'm kind of rambling now. That's just one of the, you know, the instances of having to go through forgiveness, forgiving the grandparents, you know, um, right. The, uh, our attorneys like, do, do you want to fight? And again, my husband, who's just an amazing man said, I will never be, I will never go to court to fight, to remove a child from somebody else. So I can have that child. I won't do it. And, um, and you know, know we just, we knew we knew that God had a plan, and we knew that we, you know, I, like I said, I'm going through a bit of a trial right now. And, and I'm praying in a specific way, and I laugh at my husband. I'm like, this is what I want done, but I know God's not going to do it my way because he never does. You know, he, he does it in a way that I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that, or wouldn't it be, isn't that just amazing? You know, um, I was uh, 14 years old. Um, my parents had divorced two years previous to, to that, mm-hmm. and um, uh, my brother and I joke. My parents had this huge custody battle over him and I, and it went something like this. You take the kids. No, you take the kids. <laughs> and, uh, right. and, you know, and we went back and forth. And by the time I was 14, and I was every bit of a sassy 14-year-old hormonal teenager as there ever was, and my parents were done with me and um they sent me to go live with my aunt which um I'll just say it did not end well we'll just put it like that but right. um through all of that by the time I was 16 and having been um you know on the verge of homelessness living with people that were not family um this the one of the the this man had stepped forward and was I was he was my guardian. I just want to be very clear. He was my guardian, but he was not a Christian. But his sister was married to the vice principal of my high school, and they started um, taking an interest in me. And, and um, they came to me and said, which was just, and I wasn't a Christian, um, we've been praying. And I'm like, what does that mean? And um, we want you to come live with us. And so when I was 16 oh, wow. years old, at the end of my sophomore year, I, I moved in with this family, and they were Christian, and I was really struggling because I was, man, I was going to have to go to church now, and I just did not want to do that. I I wanted to, I liked sleeping in on Sundays, and, uh, but I did, and it took me another year and a half before I uh, gave myself to the Lord, and, um, but, you know, and, and then looking back, you know, we talk about the trials and and the tribulations, and the joy it builds, and the character it builds. And had I not gone through that, I don't know that I would have known the Lord like I do today. If I hadn't have um, right been brought brought into that family, who is my family today? And still, you know, I, and I, I have relations My father passed in 2014. I've got to take my mom to a doctor's appointment this afternoon. So I'm very, you know, my parents are still my parents, but this is my family and they 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 showed me jesus, and you know and, and you know, and because of my background, I continued to um mess up repeatedly um you know, I've been married and divorced well, I've been married three times, divorced twice, so um and uh you know and and at the end of my second marriage you know, and I have to say, so my first marriage, my, that husband was an alcoholic and he was my father. And, um, that was just really, um, that was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of abuse. There was, I always called my, that he was my 4A husband. He was an addict, an adulterer, an abuser, and an alcoholic. He hit all the, the spots. Yep. And, um, you know, right. but I came out of that and, and, uh, when I came to Las Vegas, I, I came here because my brother was here, and I needed a place to land. and um, and I knew the first thing I needed to do was to get into be a Christian counselor. And so I started with that counseling process. and um, and I realized, you know that I had believed a lie from the enemy, and the lie was, yeah, you're a Christian. But you're not that good of a Christian, and if you marry a Christian man, oh my gosh, that's not equally yoked. You're gonna pull that man so far down, you know. You you just mm-hmm. you're just not worthy, and and I believe that. And through this counseling, you know, I um I remember uh I, I I realized that was a lie, and I realized that I deserved a Christian man. And then I said to my counselor, mm-hmm. I said, oh my gosh, I said I only um. I I realized that I deserve to be married to a Christian man. I deserve that. I said, but my gosh, you know, here I am. I was 36 years old, 34, 34 years old. I've been married and divorced twice. What Christian man is going to want to have anything to do with me? And, And my counselor looked at me and she shook her head. She goes, you know, you're right. She said, God could never do anything like that for you. And I looked at her like... What and she, and she said, why are you putting your God in a box? Why are you boxing God? And I realized, you know, and I, and I did, and I, um, and, I, and I prayed. And I said, Lord, I deserve a Christian man. Send me a Christian man. And it was probably within a week or two that I met Ray. And I met him at church, and, um, mm-hmm. and he asked me out. And I thought, okay, so this is my first date after being divorced, and, and we were in the car. And he told me that he had been married and divorced twice. And I went, oh, my gosh, this man is not going to judge me. He's not going to look at me like I'm <laughs> something that I'm not. And, uh, you know, and then I think that's, you know, part of the, we just never think. We never, we, God does things for us that we're not expecting. But when we put our faith and our trust in him and when we uh, walk through those valleys with him, he will, uh bless us in ways that we never thought possible you know we've been married for 23 years i could never be there was there's no man on this planet that can put up with me like my husband can put up with me and there's no man <laughs> that can continually continually point me to jesus in in so many different ways and and i'm just so blessed and i'm so thankful and god knew what i needed and you know and, and i'll Great. and during this time my my first husband that the 4a i I got a letter in the mail, and uh he had gotten into um the twelve step program and he had hit that step of uh making uh apologizing to those that he had harmed, and he had written me a letter and you know and it gave me that moment to reflect and I told him you know I said first of all, you have to understand i I chose you because I was in an unhealthy place in my life still. And I chose you, so, you know, I, I own that part of it, you know. And I said, but I put everything under your feet. But, you know, if, I, if that was the journey that I had to take to get to where I am today, I wouldn't want any other journey as much as pain and, and um, you know, just uh, the lowest parts of my life. And, you know, and I think that's the part where, you know, it, perseverance builds character. Um Continuing on, not losing my faith, continuing to find ways to build my faith. you know, the first thing I did when I came to Las Vegas was I knew I had to get plugged into a church. I just left my best friend um who was my pastor's wife and um to move here and and I needed to get reconnected immediately and i you know I went to a Christian college in San Diego, so I knew that I was gonna have to travel to a lot of churches. Till I, you know, found that one. And quite by accident, my brother and I are driving on a late Saturday night. And I drove past this church where I saw this big, beautiful, lit-up, fluorescent, not fluorescent, incandescent, like, cross on the building. And Uh it was Cornerstone. And and I looked up. I needed an early service because my dad was coming into town the next day. And they had one. And I walked into that church. And I knew that that was my home. And... um, And they actually helped me find my Christian counselor. But, you know, it was those things, those steps that I could never have imagined. You know, did God want me to be married and divorced twice? No, I don't believe that. But um, I believe that he took every, every free will choice I made, turned it into good, and built my character and created in me a person who loves the Lord, who trusts God through everything, losing a child, more children, you know, um, uh, losing parents, lo- lo- all those things uh, build our character um, to the point that we are that we can stand tall. We can we can be that house on the ro- built on the rock that's being hit by waves, but we're not going anywhere because Jesus built that foundation. Through our trials and through our tribulations, we continue to lay the stones, you know, and if you do a, a study on stones in the Bible, it's just fascinating, right? Because every time the, the Hebrews stopped somewhere and something happened, they built stones. They put those stones there um, as a remembrance, as yeah. a building, a, a process, you know, and, and it's not a mistake that when Jesus says, you know, build your house on the rocks, on the rock. You know, there it's it, right. it's all of that, and those those rocks are those 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 character building things that we've gone through, uh, either because God has led us that way or because we have this amazing thing called free will that gets us into trouble every single time. But um,
6: right, I don't but know. he's faithful. To how, make I don't those know how
2: I, but, <clears throat> He is, and he's faithful. You know, um, when we when we get into the middle of our mess and we stop and we cry and we're like, you know, the Jews did it all the time, the Hebrews, you know, (laughs) oh my gosh, we found ourselves in, you know, again, um, under siege again, you know, being occupied again, you know, and, and turning back to the Lord and God is faithful. He's faithful over and over again. When we turn ourselves around, you know, and, and that's why I think, forgiveness fits into that because my god how how many times do we break our god's heart by the choices that mm-hmm. we make and the things that we do and you know willfully sometimes stepping into arenas that we have no business being in and um and god doesn't say um, uh, that's it <laughs> I'm done <laughs> You, I'm, right. I'm not going right, to right, forgive right. you again, you know, and and so it teaches us that you know God does that, and 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 I've lived a better life because I can forgive, and I understand what that forgiveness means too, right? Because it it doesn't mean, um, you know, I I ha- I have notes. Uh, forgiveness is it's letting go, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. It's removing yourself from the toxicity that is around you. It's allowing yourself to move forward. It doesn't come with shame and it doesn't come with guilt and it doesn't come with regrets. You you own what right. is yours and you realize you've been made new. And I think what sometimes our society gets it wrong and they think that forgiveness means, well, that means I have to be a doormat now. I have to let this thing or that person, you know, back into my life uh, you know, you know, you don't have to allow it again. And you don't have to be a martyr. You don't have to walk around saying, I've been I've been offended, I've been wounded, I've been hurt, you know. It's it's in um and it's never having to hear the words I'm sorry. You know, I mean, um sometimes we forget to say those words to, to our to our father. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have never got myself yeah. into this mess. We we, we say right. Jesus <laughs> Jesus, help me now. Yeah. You know, and um you know, and so it's we but yeah, we get hung up on needing to hear, you know, people coming to us and saying, I have offended thee and you know, and and uh, I right. lay myself before you and, and it's um you know, Ephesians four thirty two, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving. And and I and I try to do that. You know, I have had I'm 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 gonna be sixty in February. I've had a lot of people hurt me in my life. <laughs> some intentionally, some yeah. not so intentionally. And you know, and it's just uh I don't wanna live in that. Um hurt. I just don't it doesn't have to and I don't wanna live yeah, and I don't wanna live with oh my gosh, I can't go there because somebody else might be there and I you know, I wanna live with um okay. the freedom that I have in Christ in all things, right? Okay. Um And that means that I can be in the presence of people that have hurt me horribly. Um, You know, my second husband, he had two little girls um, when I married him, and their mom was completely out of the picture, and I was their mom. And I—that the the oldest child, and she's 37 now, I have – she's still in my life. And I've had to have – well, I've had to have her father – in my life because she's in my life and um you know and it's like it would be awful if i i couldn't have you know it's like i don't have them a great deal in my life and very very little now that she's older but she lived with me and my current husband for a while and so um you know it was like you i i knew that i needed to take this girl and that and i knew i was gonna have to deal with him and it was okay i moved on um but we right. freedom is being able to be in the presence of your enemies and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and right. I think that's,
0: you it's know, I, what is that?
2: And the Psalms, um, I'm going to say the wrong one, but the one you read at the beginning. Um, in the presence, you know, yeah. you were with Yeah, you know. And that's what forgiveness is. Yeah, he it's said, being able well, to. able, he nourished. Yeah. So
0: if you can yeah. believe it, um, we're at going to have to stop for a minute and, and cut to commercial break because that's it for that second segment. I, I did tell you it moves along a little faster than you think it does, right? Um, before, <laughs> yes, it does. before we go, I <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I took some notes because I know at one point you said that you felt like you were rambling and I wanted to assure you that you were. Um, I wrote down three really powerful lessons that I got from your amazing testimony. Um, and I'll, I'll share them once we get back from commercial break. But before we go, I just wanted to tell you two things. First of all, I wanted to say that um, I was really blessed and touched by your testimony today, and I love the way that it puts skin on what the Bible teaches. Like, it, it, it brings what um, the Lord is saying to us through that love letter that is the Bible, and it, and it makes it real, and, and it shows us that it lives and breathes, um, which is amazing. And then I, I have to say, I, I know Ray, um, and like my husband has never been on the show and maybe never will because he works during this time. Um they have something in common, and that's that I think that they're really bright lights within our church um they They yeah. really are um powerful light spaces in in that um church here in Las Vegas in this crazy dark city um those men just stand strong, and uh I think that we're both blessed and um i I am there with you that my husband is has a great deal of patience because he's with me so um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're both so good men. So uh, we'll cut to commercial break, and then we're going to come back and invite some callers, and uh, I want to share some of the powerful lessons I learned from our testimony. while will ask some questions from the Bible study. And we will see you guys again soon. We all know that times are tough, and things are really expensive right now, so why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? marty.com carries high quality products at low low prices sometimes up to 70% off of retail i just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for 1 cent sent to my house through marty.com marty.com offers high quality products at discount prices why well Sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out marty.com.
3: Hey, everyone. Proof here again. I want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. So I want to introduce you to my friends over at groundwithagarden.com, and you can get yourself hooked up with a vertical garden that you can grow inside or outside of your house. So if you have a back patio or you don't have room outside, you can grow in either way. And I have a bunch of stuff growing on mine. I have pictures to share. I love this thing. This is the best garden and most successful that I've ever had for gardening for my own self. So let me give you the website again, groundwithagarden.com. That's groundwithagarden.com. Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on Live, or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop.
0: And welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. We always intro, just in case somebody's joined us in the middle of the show. I'm the host, Felicia Drozier. and Mariah. And you're my... Co-host. And daughter. Yes, they they might want to know that. Maybe this is their first time. And my son, who also happens to be my co host.
1: Uh and son.
0: And son. Uh crossed the rosier, much cooler co host. And awesome sauce, we got it. He's finally woken up. <laughs> we are she's <laughs> finally awake, is that it?
1: I'm like three
4: quarters of the way awake.
0: You guys, you're making me feel like such a bad mom. <laughs>
4: What is wrong with you all? It's not your fault, Mom. I'm willing to admit that I am the favorite.
0: Oh, okay. Is that it? Oh, God. We're, we're joined to... <laughs> this, this is like every episode. You have no idea. Um, so we're joined today by our amazing special guest, Mary Jane I-Coltz. Um, If you missed her testimony, you you have missed something. I'm going to say, if you're just joining us, please pick up on the replay and listen to her testimony. It was absolutely beautiful. It had me in tears. Like really, really incredible stuff, um, and uh, like really just just took the the love and the care that God's put in the gospel and wrapped it up and put flesh on it so that we can see it walking in her life. It's it's really amazing when God takes our hardship and turns it into something beautiful, and that's what He's done with Mary Jane. So um, some of the things that I learned from your testimony, because I know at one point she said that she felt like she was rambling, and I was like, girl, you were so not rambling, okay? So I want to share some of the things that um, that I, I learned. First of all, let's talk about adoption as permanent, right? Um, you're talking about some of the struggles right. that you've gone through. Uh, you, you had one that was adopted in your heart. You have one that's adopted into your life. And um, that uh, Kimberly, your sweetness, has um, some special needs and challenges and that you're there for her in the long haul. And um, forgiveness is a daily practice like and I and I know mm-hmm. this because like you I've been divorced twice um, through some very bad situations and um, every once in a while a new circumstance comes up that requires you to revisit that forgiveness and to release that person um, to allow yourself to have freedom um, so that was amazing God's hand is evident in every hardship in life uh, if you if you seek him and turn to him and I think that you're you're Life is a um, is a loud testimony to that. Like honestly, just showing that God's hand is evident in every turn, um, and uh, that God can see us through doing the right thing, even if doing the right thing causes hardship in our earthly circumstance. Those were a mm-hmm. few of those lessons. Did you guys catch anything else there? <laughs> I really
4: liked the. Obedience over sacrifice. Yeah. Um, Because, again, like you said, everybody thinks that when you become a Christian, life is sunshine and roses. And it's really not. You have to choose to be obedient all the time. Even if that means, like what Mary Jane said, we're choosing obedience even at the cost of losing somebody important. And that is so hard. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like it's going to hurt me a, a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like intentionally wounding your heart. Right. But it, it, that's not the point. The point is to be obedient mm-hmm. and have that renewed heart. But gosh dang it, that hurts.
0: <laughs> right. But truly God brought her this <laughs> double portion. And and both are amazing kids. I don't I don't know uh, Sam as well. He's such a great kid, but I don't know him as well as I know Kimberly because Kimberly is uh, my fourteen year old's like bestie bestie. Um, So uh, in fact, we have to talk about a birthday party later. But um, yes, because I I don't want to miss
2: it this time.
0: Right, she's going to be wanted. Um, but, uh, truly a double portion of blessing those kids are an amazing legacy to you. And, uh, Sam is such a great kid and he's a servant of the Lord and has this just wonderful heart to him. Um, and of course, Kimberly is just a treasure. And so to see God richly bless you and, and let's be honest, it's because of your obedience that he did, um, because Kimberly would not have been in your life had you adopted this other little gal. So, Um, so amazing. Powerful testimony. I hope, I hope that people are broadly getting to hear it because um, I really feel like it's the kind of powerful testimony that shows that, yes, we have regular lives. And we have challenges and we have sorrows and we have trials and tribulation, And through it all, God shows himself faithful. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's really, that's it. That's why we're here, right? Um, right. So let's talk about some questions. Let's talk about some questions here from the Bible study itself.
1: Yay, Mom's world-famous pointed
0: questions. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> sometimes when I write the questions, I, like, write them to myself, and they're a little bit too harsh for me to be throwing at other people. They're like, thanks, Mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, how do we treat God when we fall short? Do we treat him as a loving father or as a stern taskmaster? Mm. If one of the callers wants to call in and answer that, now's the time. That's right. Let me give out that phone number. Um, so a guest call-in is uh, 319-527-6208. Remember to press 1 if you actually want to talk to us. You can listen in on that line anytime. Um, but that is 319-527-6208 if you would like to call in. Um, I'm going to say, and this may actually give my two children who are both grumbling about this question, a little bit of hope. Um, and that and that is that I feel like my perspective on how I treat God when I fall short has changed over the years. Um, I think um, when I was young, yeah, I, I, I came to Christ when I was sixteen. I started going to church when I was nineteen, so um, I was pretty young. And um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that I I felt like I was going to be in trouble right? I'm always going to be in trouble, so I've got to hide things. That, and that does no good. God knows anyway. Um, so, right. like, like, it History is Genesis. literally, <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, God knew in the first Adam, where are you? He where are you, Adam? Right, right, right. Like, he knew, um, you know, it was for Adam to check the state of his heart, right? Like, God knows. So, there's no point in hiding it. But, um, you know, I think that now I can finally come to a place where I can say that I come to the Lord and I, and I open up my heart and I open up the ugly and I go, look, this is what I found and I need you to help me get rid of it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Do you, how do you approach God? Are we somewhere in between? Where are we at?
4: Uh, somewhere in between some days for me. It really depends on the circumstance. Um, if I did something really wrong, it's. I think we talked about this before, but it's like I would rather come to the Lord than live another day with the guilt. Yeah. Um. This girl has a serious guilt complex, y'all. I really do. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: It's so exhausting. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> but I never had to catch her doing anything wrong when she was a kid because she would always confess before I caught her.
1: Like, Mom, I cheated on my test. Um, and, yeah. Legit.
4: Um, but yeah, you know it's just it's just so much faster just get it done and over with um, but then there's some days where it's like I know I did wrong but sometimes I just don't want to fix it right now I don't know if anybody else can relate to that I or can. I'm just the only sinner in the room <laughs> but um, <laughs> wow. or it's just like you
1: know like, well, if yeah, that was but, wrong I... <laughs> I'll, I'll fix it I'll but fix that's it wrong yeah
5: <laughs>
2: That's the working through the patience part because it's the the patience, the perseverance, right, of living and of working out that wrongness that builds our character. So. Mhm.
1: Yeah, being being if, in a
2: crucible is. <laughs> crucible. Yeah. Especially when we've created the crucible all on our own.
0: Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I think we've created all of them on our own, haven't we? Like to a certain extent. Yeah. Um you know, so it's yeah, you're you're and and that's the worst. You're you're in there and you're being tested and you're being purified and you're like, Yeah, I did it. Um <laughs> Yeah. I did this, I can't blame anybody else. It's all me. My other question here was, um, why is it often hard for people to trust God with their shortcomings as a loving father? Why do you Man. think it's difficult? Yeah, that one's hard, right? I mean you can put so
4: many different reasons into that because everyone's so different. I mean, the easiest answer right now, like, for our generation, like, from your generation all the way down to mine, not saying that that's a big gap, but... It's um, pretty big. It's not that big. Um, (laughs) But where we have father issues, you know, half the time there isn't a father figure in a child's life, and even if they are home, they're not present. So half the time it's hard for us to go to our Heavenly Father that we can't even see. Half the time we're like, are you even there? Mm -hmm. When our own earthly fathers sometimes aren't even present with us in the room, let alone in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for us to trust a Heavenly Father who actually likes us Mm -hmm. when our own earthly fathers disband us or, like, don't even see us worthy to look at have a conversation with Mm -hmm. so it's hard to build that trust um that's just coming from like a personal space joe who is my stepfather who is here now he is awesome to clarify um (laughs) but like there's so many people that um don't have that father figure and so it's it's hard for us to trust that and so also just side note like let's rise up the men in this generation to become good fathers, become good husbands, become godly men. Right. They need encouragement just as much as us ladies do. And if their fathers are gone, who's going to teach them to be
0: good fatherly figures? Let's raise up the men. Right. And and, and to the point, like, and I often make this uh, observation to you guys as my kids is that, um, you know, adults are human too. Uh, so we, we've only got what we've got at the time, right? We try to give the best of hopefully. Uh, we try to give the best that we have. Um, now, your experience was um, dealing with absenteeism and abandonment, um, but not everybody even has that. Some people have harsh taskmaster-type fathers. Um, so even involvement can be can be brutal with your relationship with God if basically your earthly father isn't representative of our father in heaven, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so the hope is that you have this loving, tender father, you know, who's, who's able to to be that and is present with you. But uh, when you haven't, that can sometimes twist how we look at God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I I talked to
4: a girl yesterday um, and I'm not going to give out names or anything like that, but she was telling me about her life. I'm like, do you have like any fatherly mentors, fatherly figures in your life? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, well what about mom mentors? Like, you have like any adult mentors or just someone you can look at for a good example in your life. She's like, no, I'm starving for that. Yeah, that's hard. It is. And so it's like, even mm-hmm. if you have mm-hmm. parents get those godly mentors, the father figures and the mother figures, make sure they're married. Um, and um, <laughs> get that in your life so that you have somebody to look up to. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't, like she said, she's
0: starving for that. Mm-hmm. It's a
4: hunger need.
0: Mhm, mhm, it, and it's biblical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's biblical that the women are supposed to be able to um, help bring up the next generation of women and help to mentor them. And I remember being a young Christian Hitis, feeling the way, Where I really, yeah, yeah it, it's a, it's a need. It's a need. Um, you know, and somehow through the church, like we, we need to find a way to do that. Whether it's just ladies reaching out to younger women or whether it's a formal program or whatever, um, there there needs to be something because oftentimes, you know, if we're brought up in the faith, uh, we may have a godly set of parents to lean on, but oftentimes we're not. I, I wasn't brought up in the faith. Um, Mary Jane, you were saying you weren't brought up in the faith. Um, so right. you need to have that example to lean on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's definitely hard to
0: that off. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, I think also we need to, you know, in that vein, look at opportunities. I do mentor a few um, and mentor more like as in uh, just have a, a relationship with with women that are in their early 20s, you know, and, and it wasn't anything I thought out, but it was just that I was there under certain circumstances and now I've created a bond and I, and I'm able to. Um, speak into these young women's lives. They're able to talk to me and they have, you know, amazing Christian families that they come from. But again, you know, uh, sometimes you need somebody that's not mom and you need somebody that's not dad. And and I always say I uh, will forever and always be grateful for my church, um, especially these past two years, um, because of how I have had a village help me with my own children, right, that they have other people that are speaking the same things into their lives that I speak into them. And for some reason, when somebody else says it, it suddenly is like, oh my gosh, the most amazing thing ever. When I said it was like, oh, come off of it. But, um, yes, you know, it's it the way it it's works. It's independent
0: verification. <laughs> yeah. It is. It does. But, you it know, does. I, I mean,
2: you, I always tell people you have to get into this stream and um, if, and in, in, you know, and for your friend that that struggles with that, is um, it's the you know there's an unwillingness sometimes to go out and and ask and seek for that what you're missing. And you have to be in the stream. You can't get wet if you're not near the water. And um, mm-hmm. and you know you get into that stream where where you can find you know those healthy people to. Um, to, to feed you, you know, I mean, and, but you have to, you have to be willing to, to have some pain and, and to be patient. I, I, Ray and I laugh because, uh, for the first five, 10 years that we were married, um, I would just, uh, and he reminds me of this often now when I'm so busy, he can't find me, um, that I, you know, I have no friends, I have no friends, and, um, you know, and he would pray for me for a it, it, almost ten years, and and now mm-hmm. I have just the most amazing tribe of women in my life, and you know. But it's it's being intentional, it's praying mm-hmm. about it, and it's it's real, being in the stream. And you know, I I and and your friend, you know, if there's ways of finding those healthy relationships that will give you, that will show you, you know, I'm always thankful for my foster dad. That's what I call him because it's so much easier to say than with the whole story I went through earlier. (laughs) Um, You know, who who has represented Jesus and God to me so well. And this love, even when I'm messy, dirty, you know, constant, you know, love and thinking I'm amazing. And I'm like, who does that? And God does. God thinks you're amazing.
5: You right. know, and... God um, likes
2: and, and he does. He... Uh, repeatedly, you know, I think... I posted something, you know, on Facebook. I saw that somebody else had posted, and I stole it. And I just love it. And it... You know, with was... Um, trying to find it. Don't um, you know it when... It doesn't want to be there. But um, about how... Um, God, if you want to know how much God loves you, you need to realize that He loves how, He loves that person that you can't stand just as much. Yes. And you know, and I think yes. that's something that there it is. You cannot comprehend the deepest love God has for you until you realize that He has that same love for the person or people you most despise. And you know, and, and we can't. Mm-hmm. It's hard to to figure that out when we've been wounded and. As our in our childhood, when we've had those relationships that were supposed to be um, giving us security and the ability to bond and 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 the value and the worth, but um, that's not our only chance to um, to have those kinds of feelings, right? It's a um, but we have to trust God and we have to ask God to give us those things that we're we're deficient in that we need and God is faithful and just right he tells us that right you know, and 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 um and so you have to be willing and sometimes a lot of times and we might not recognize it the reason that we're stuck in the places that we're stuck is because mm-hmm. we'd rather be stuck <laughs> than to yes. to Move into the unknown of what God might have for us, and you know you you, that, you have to let go the
0: insight.
2: of the side of the pool. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. another one of my favorite. I, we, in, in order to get to the other side of the pool, you got to let go. You got to let go and swim to get <laughs> to the other side, and and it
0: can be scary. Except that you know, and I I don't swim though. I think. I was gonna say if you don't swim, <laughs> it's even scarier her analogy. So. <laughs> it's a perfect analogy, I just think.
5: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: a good analogy, though. I'm going to give the guest call-in number one more time. We've got about four more minutes before we log off for the day. Uh, that guest call-in number is 319-527-6208. Dial 1. Uh, if you want to say hi to Mary Jane, say hello to us, answer any of our questions, ask a question yourself, that's 319-527-6208. Dial 1. Um, let's uh, kind of wrap up on this question here. How does the knowledge of being at peace with God change how you can live? For me, it was
4: like there's, there's two incidences where I was over in France, and the first few days it was awful because it was constantly like, trying to talk to people and do everything in your own power. To clarify, she was there for a mission trip. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm a, a mission trip. Missionary. Not on vacation. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was anything but a vacation. Um, Well, until the end. But anyway. Right. Um, but anyway. the Like, you're trying really hard and you're working, you're working, and it's not working. And I remember thinking, like, Lord, I just want you to be proud of me. Why is nothing working? Mm-hmm. And... God being like, I'm already proud of you. Stop, right? Cool, your horse is here. And so then you're able to kind of walk with less pressure mm-hmm. on you. Uh, what is what is the title of this? Peace Without Pressure? Or, yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're without Pressure. The, the other story is when I'm talking to someone very close to me, and I had to have a really hard conversation with them. And it was one where I'm going to lose this person through this conversation and we were talking and talking and all of a sudden we both felt like this unnatural peace it was weird we're like whoa do you feel that yeah I feel that do you feel that yeah and we walked walked away unburdened and with integrity and like our shoulders were pushed back we weren't like hunched down or sad or anything and couple months later, we were reunited. It was great. But it was, um, I guess when you're walking with God in that peace, it is not pressured. It is unburdensome. It is where you can hold your head high Mm -hmm. and be unashamed of where you're
0: at. And if you're listening to him well, he even orders your steps. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That part I'm still working on. Well, you know, that's okay. So are we.
4: (laughs)
2: And, and you know, and I think sometimes, you know, when we – we understand that God, God does things like that was, that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see how that was going to work out that sometimes when we're in the middle of what we're going through, we don't realize that God's using that in somebody else's life. And, um, you know, and so sometimes, you know, it's, it's interconnected, you know, it's not all, it, you know, I think as Americans, we do think it's all about us, you know, and as Rick Warren told us in that very first chapter, the very first paragraph, it's not about you. There's really nothing about right. you. And, uh, you know, and so the piece in those trials is knowing that, okay, this isn't about me, you know, and God's working something out and he's going to work it out with me and he's going to work it out with I don't know who else is, is, you know, the person that's going to bless me, the person that's going to come alongside me, the person that, uh, down the road is going to go through the exact same thing as me that I can now offer wisdom and come alongside that person. I mean, we just, and so the peace in not knowing is knowing that you don't have to know. It's okay. You know, right. trusting it's, that God, God God's got the plan.
0: Yeah. Right. It's just our privilege to be a small little piece in his great plan. Um, so yeah. we're, we're actually, you believe it? We're all done. Um, I wanted to mention really quick that uh, the way that we can really be sure that heaven awaits us is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If we have any listeners who um, don't know what that is, don't know what I'm talking about, please feel free to stop by our Facebook page and message me. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Be happy to pray with you. Um, Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your message, for this amazing testimony. Uh, we thank you for Mary Jane and everything that she's brought to the women in Las Vegas, and to our church. And we thank you for your word and for your love. We praise you. God bless. Amen. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Mary Jane. Woo! Yep. You'd be awesome. (laughs) Really crazy. (laughs) Thank you. It was fun. And I'm just going to go ahead and end our show and uh, talk to you guys later. Have a great day.
6: Bye.